What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Indie Beacon Show, where readers can discover great new indie authors. Find us on all major podcast systems, Amazon TV and YouTube. Join the Alan Bourgeois for today's show. Hi, and this is your host, B. Alan Bourgeois, and you're watching or listening to The Indie Beacon Show. And today we have J.D. May with us, who has a thriller that has come out. Welcome to the show, J.D. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's a pleasure. So you've um, gone through college. You had some writing courses, but life got in the way. So let's start with the basics. What started off with your writing um, and how you got to this point? I started writing, well, I always wrote poems and things in high school, but I started writing uh, in the 90s. And the first Factor 7 was actually written in 1991, 92. And uh, then uh, life got in the way and I put it in a closet. And um, when my daughter was in college, she found it, read it and said, mom, you have to rewrite this. Well. Going through it, it had to be changed completely in that many years. So what Factor 7 is today is just a very small resemblance of what it was in the 90s. But it started uh, back then, and, and the story that came by now uh, is just kind of serendipity. It, it, it was the story line was similar in the 90s, but with the serendipity happening and things, it was very, it, it happened that that this is about a pandemic or a possible pandemic. So it's a timely uh, for what we're going through right now. Yeah, and, and that's what's really interesting is that back in the 90s, you wrote it, but put it away. And yet here it is now that you started working on it, the pandemic happens. So <laughs> right. let's talk about this. What is the story really about? Uh, it's about a doctor who um, his best friend comes into the emergency room where he is a, a physician. He, he's dying from a very gruesome, terrifying disease that no one can, no one can can figure out what it is, and he he dies. Um, a string of cover-ups occur. Sam Hawkins, who is the doctor, uh, he begins to to check into things, cannot figure it out. Uh, runs into or is introduced to Rainy Arienzo, who has also been in touch with the doctor that died. And it goes from there where they begin to search and find out the truth, what Factor 7 really is. And it's a clandestine plot. And not to give too much away in the book, but uh, it's an international plot to really uh, perform genocide for all practical purposes. And they go around the world and get into a lot of twists and turns, terrorizing situations. The whole 466 pages are just up and down, up and down and around. A friend of mine uh, read it, one of the advanced copies, and said that it was 
It had more twists and turns than a, than an East Texas country road. And for you, those of you who haven't been to Texas, there's a lot of twists and turns. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So you mentioned genocide. So what was the group or ethnic um, group that was being genocide or attacked? The group, the clandestine group, is a group of people around the world that don't think that terrorism has been taken seriously. And so what they want to do is to rid the world of terrorism, but they take it a little bit further to where um, they really take on people of the Islamic faith and other faiths that could be, it, it, it becomes a very sick and twisted idea. And the reader will, will feel empathy for the people that they are, are trying to target. Was that a purpose to have them feel that empathy or, or yes. that, why? Yes, I have it really where good and evil in this book is very clear. But the good even began to feel empathy for the evil. Uh, they go to Mexico and they have to go down to Mexico to get a journal to get the details uh, that the doctor that died wrote about what was going on. And when they get there, they are kidnapped by some very, very evil people. Not to give you too much information about that and give it away, this particular group of people, the leader of it, you feel real empathy for him because he's in a terrible, terrible position, uh, which he chose, but he chose it because maybe he really didn't have a choice. And the book is about choices and are a lot about choices. That's kind of an underlying theme. Maybe, um, maybe we don't always have the choices that we want. Maybe we have to make choices that are not exactly something we would do if we had the option. And that's kind of where Sam and Rainey are in this. They have to make choices that maybe they wouldn't normally do in, in regular life. Okay. Um, you mentioned Mexico, and I understand, you know, through that time period where you weren't writing, you did do a lot of travel and stuff. So do you use a lot of those locations you've traveled to, such as Mexico, as part of your book or, or what? Absolutely. Uh, I went to school in San Miguel de Allende at the Instituto, and uh, that's in Guanajuato, Mexico. And it, my daughter and I, after she was born, would spend our summers there for years. So I know it very well. And, and actually that is the location, what I use in the book as when they get to Mexico is San Miguel de Allende. And, and a lot of people know the, the quaint little town. And I, I talk about some of the, the landmarks and people who've been there will, have, will recognize it in the book. Are there other locations you've used in the book? I used um, Mexico City. I've got that. I have never been to Mali, but they do go to, to Mali. Uh, they go to London, and um, it takes place in Galveston, Texas. The first uh, chapter, they're in Galveston, Texas. And um, I don't do a lot of the landmarks in Galveston, but there are a few. And there's references to the medical school, and there's references to 
um, the, the laboratories that are there in Galveston. Okay. Um, through the process of writing this, especially with COVID-19 out at the same time, um, did you have to f do a lot more research to see the current situation of the pandemic versus what you were writing to see how well it matches? Uh, completely different. All new research. Uh, all new, new, uh, I mean, I talk about the DNA and the RNA of viruses, and, and I did a, a whole lot of research on that, as well as the countermeasures. Factor seven, and I don't think it's giving away the story by saying this, but factor seven is, is a, a part of the, comes from the liver, and it's a protein that causes the blood to coagulate in the body. Literally, without factor seven, a person will bleed to death. So that's where you are with the name Factor 7. I did not have that in the original. And in my studies, found out that Factor 7 was a real thing. So that's kind of giving you my lack of, of science that came about later with me studying it and, and writing this particular part of Factor 7. So I'm curious, with the investigation that you had to go through and, and learning all this research and stuff, did you find more material that you can use later in other books? Oh yeah, absolutely. And there will be a sequel and there will be some of the same characters doing some very evil things, but uh, I'll be, be grabbing onto some of the research that I didn't use in this book that I will be uh, using in the sequel, absolutely. Okay, and that is a perfect spot for us to stop and take a break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Authors Marketing Guild, a membership-owned company where authors can learn how to better market and sell their books. Join us at AuthorsMarketingGuild.com. What would you do if you had to put your life on hold to care for a loved one? Well, during COVID, almost all of us have been doing just that. I'm Charlotte Canyon, award-winning author, actress, and speaker. And my book, You Have to Laugh to Keep From Crying, shows you how you can revive, thrive, and survive with four golden rules. You have to love one another. You have to respect one another. You have to have patience with one another. And most of all, you've got to forgive one another. I'm Charlotte Canyon, and I approve this message. Factor 7, the newest thriller by author J.D. May will keep you turning the pages with mystery, betrayal, lies, and infidelity. Ripped from the headlines, Factor 7 follows two prominent doctors who uncover a clandestine plot to spread a bioweapon with a 98% mortality rate. Journey with them as they experience a world of murder, power, intrigue, and corruption, where it becomes deadly clear that exposing the truth is just as dangerous as the weapon they seek to expose. Welcome to the Indie Beacon Show, where readers can discover great new indie authors. Find us on all major podcast systems, Amazon TV, and YouTube. Join B. Allen Bourgeois for today's show. And welcome back. You are either watching or listening to the Indie Beacon Show, and this is your host, B. Allen Bourgeois. And I have with me J.D. May, who's written Factor 7, a pandemic-style thriller. Um, J.D., we were talking about the book um, and a lot of things you've learned about and the book is fairly new. It came out in January of this year. How are the reviews? I, I understand you've got some 4.5s and, and 
other things. Tell us about that. On Goodreads right now, uh, we've got a 4.57 average uh, of about uh, 10 reviews. They are from um, reviews that the publicist had sent out to people who were willing to read the book for review through NetGalley uh, that were also put on, on Goodreads. And then some of them were from other advanced copies that were sent out, either digital or, or the actual paperback uh, advanced copies that put the reviews on. Um, we're getting, review, getting good reviews on, on the characters the characters are, are real to people. They, they follow them. Uh, it's a page turner. It's, um, it's suspenseful all the way from the beginning, all the way to the end. Uh, I, I encourage people to go to Goodreads and, and look at the reviews because I think you'll, you'll find it um, maybe prompting you to, to get the book. One of the things you've mentioned in your bio is that your um, adult um, daughter says that you have people talking in your brain, which is normal for authors. Um, so of those characters that have been talking to you, you mentioned that you may have or are working on a sequel. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Sam and Rainey always talk to me and, and they talked to me all the way through the original Factor 7 and tell me where they wanted to go, what they wanted to do, and people think I'm absolutely Looney Tunes. She's a whack job, but um, it, 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 that's a true story. I have several of the characters that survive, because a lot of the characters don't survive the original Factor 7, so the sequel, which won't be called Factor 7, will have at least four of the original characters, and of course we'll have Sam and Rainey that uh, are, are the main characters. But at least four of them will, will present themselves again in the sequel. And, and is the sequel based on the pandemic as well? No, but it's, it's based upon the science that comes out of what they learn from this. The group that was, was going to let this virus um, go is has really kind of gone under rocks. They've been pushed under under rocks for a while, but the science is still there, and that's about all I'm going to say about it because I don't want to give too much away. But it's the science is still there to create a problem for the world. Sure. Okay. So with your characters, I'm always curious to see if some of them say you know what, I don't want to be in this type of story. I want to be my own story. Has that happened to you? I haven't had them say that to me yet, but they've only been in one story. So let's see what they say about the next one. They may, they may tell me that for sure. Have you done any other types of writings? I have written a couple of magazine articles. One was in Self Magazine years ago, or let me put it this way, I sold it to Self Magazine. I am not certain it was, they owned the first American rights to it. Um, but I put my writing away for a long time. Uh, while I raised my daughter, um, I, had, it was my, I was pregnant with my daughter and I lost my husband. So I was alone and with her and raised her uh, who, and now she's 28 years old. So that tells you, that I put writing away for quite a while. 
before I started it back, um, getting into it full-time. And I am full-time writer now. But you're not just full-time a writer. You're an, also an artist, correct? Correct. So I, I'm curious, during the time that you were raising your child, um, your daughter, did you do a lot of the artistic work at that time as well? Or, or was that after the fact, like you're writing? I did some painting. Um, I was not showing my art like I do now. I, I show my art now in an art gallery in Port Isabel, Texas. But um, I was giving art away. I was, I was making, um, I was kind of at that point into doing clothing with original art on it. And those were, I gifted those more than sold them. But uh, I've, yes, I've always been artistic one way or the other. Kind of crafty, you might say. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of curious if through the art and through the writing, did you kind of create a mosaic through the writing that was artistic in style or was it more traditional style writing? I had to catch myself a lot of times because every, I, would, I would do a sentence and it would be a, um, almost poetic. Um, I sounded almost like prose. And so I would have to go back and redo it. Um, my writing does have a, I have a particular style of writing. I do um, strong conversation in my writing. Um, and that was one of the things that the reviewers are talking about is that the conversation and the banter between the characters is, is very strong. And you get to know the characters through I think the style of writing that I use by using a lot of conversation and a lot of colorful uh, descriptions. You can picture where you are. You can picture the scene. You, you know what they're wearing. You know, you know everything about them. So it's kind of like watching a movie when you're reading my book. Does it have that fast paced feel of a movie or is it a little slower? I think there are slow places in it. Um, of course, but it's pretty fast paced. I mean, you've got people running for their lives. So it's, it's pretty fast paced. Now we mentioned that um, Factor 7 came out um, early this year, which the show's airing at the end of January. So it, you know, it was real early. Um, your sequel, when are you planning on having it ready and out? It probably will not be on the market until probably this time next year. However, it might be in pre-sale and ready to be looked at by reviewers uh, mid-summer, perhaps. Okay. It's yeah. not going to be as long as, as this particular book was. Uh, Factor 7 is, is 466 pages. So you've got a long read ahead. And by the way, uh, we, we are available now when you and I talked back in, in December and November, um, we didn't have hardcover. It is now going to be available on hardcover. Good. Will you be doing an audiobook? We have discussed it. I quite frankly don't know how it would read um, with the characters, but that's going to take a professional, which is not my, that's not, Audiobooks would not be something that I would do. I would need to hire someone to really, really do it properly. And that has been in the works and it has been discussed, but there is nothing there yet. Okay. Um, other than the, the sequel, are there other projects in the back of your mind that are 
kind of boiling up to the surface? Oh, I've been writing, a, um, both of my parents suffer from uh, advanced Alzheimer's and they're in memory care. And I have been doing a journal ever since um, my parents for about five years were declining. And I would like to get to a point where I could share this with people that are going through the same thing because it's, it's, you think you're all alone and you don't have any answers. And as time progresses, I have learned that I might be able to help somebody. So I am, I, I have that in the works of where down the road we'll, we'll be able to. Lone Star Festival, where Texas authors, artists, and creatives come together for a Texas size event. Join us on May 29th, 2021 from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Seguin Coliseum, Seguin, Texas. Free for everyone. Produced by Texas Authors Institute of History. Sponsored by B4R.Store, Authors Marketing Guild, and the City of Seguin. More information at lonestar.bookfestival.network. Hi, I'm Rox Berkey. I write the Enigma series with my co-author. We write as Brakefield and Berkey. Today we have 12 books in this series with The Enigma Threat being the newest release on January the 8th of 2021. It's an exciting book that goes to the next generation and we hope that you'll check it out and all the other books in the Enigma series. Thank you. Join us for the 6th Annual Authors Marketing Event in Granbury, Texas on July 23rd to the 25th, 2021, where authors share ideas and learn from the professionals over a two-day weekend. Receive your book marketing certification from the only organization in the world that has been doing it for five years, Authors Marketing Guild, a membership-based organization that supports authors from around the world. Learn more at ame.authorsmarketingguild.com. Sponsored by IndieLector.store, a bookstore that pays authors their fair share. Hi, I'm Mel Greenberg, author of Running With Our Eyes Closed, book one in the Empty Nested series. To the world, Samantha has the perfect life. Three wonderful children, a loving husband, so she thought, and a life split between Dallas and Italy. When her youngest leaves for college, it all comes crashing down, forcing Samantha to re-examine everything. Over seven days in one of the most romantic countries in the world, Samantha faces the past she thought she'd overcome and begins to redefine her role as a woman, a wife, and a mother. Welcome to the Indie Beacon Show, where readers can discover great new indie authors. Find us on all major podcast systems, Amazon TV and YouTube. Join the Alan Bourgeois for today's show. Hi, and welcome back to the Indie Beacon Show. I hope you are either watching or listening to us. This is your host, B. Alan Bourgeois, and I have J.D. May with me. We've been talking about her book, Factor 7, which is about a pandemic, which was written actually 30 years ago before this one happened, um, but it just came out um, in 2021. So, J.D., um, because of COVID, you know, there's not been a lot of things that you've been able to do to be out there promoting it and stuff like that. Um, now that we are getting past that point with the um, vaccines and things like that, we're able to start doing events. Do you have some events planned for 2021? We do. Uh, I've got some book signings. Uh, one's going to be um, the first part of February at a, a local store in the Rio Grande Valley where I live. 
Um, then we have something in Seguin in, in May. I'm sorry, the date exactly has escaped me. Uh, and uh, a lot of other little little things in the works, plans. Uh, we hope to, to do them uh, across the United States, actually. I have a, a woman who is working on events for me, and she's coming up with quite a few um, events and interviews and things like that. Okay. And so a lot of people can go to your website and learn where you're going to be as you progress through the year and stuff. So what is your website? My website is authorjdmay.com. Okay. And the book is available, of course, on Amazon and all the major bookstores? Any place you buy your books, you can buy it. And if you go to a brick and mortar and they don't, they can certainly order it. Okay. And, um, of course, it's available on your website and autographed copies and things like that. Um, one of the questions I always ask at the end of the show is what words of advice do you have for people who want to um, be a writer? If you want to be a writer, you got to sit down and you got to start writing. And um, I think you have to write every day. If you really are serious about your craft and your art, uh, write something. It doesn't matter how much you write every day, but write every day and don't do what I did and put something away and then um, not pick it back up again. Fortunately, I picked it back up and my dream came true. Now on your website, um, people can follow your social media accounts, your link to them. Yes. All of my social media is listed on the website and uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything is listed there. And also all of the events and the dates will be up. I don't know that we have Seguin yet, but I think it's the 20th. Um, May 29th. May 29th. Uh, that will be up pretty quick because I think that that was just, uh, I think that we just put that together as the last one, but they will, there will be things on there all the way through book signings, availabilities to contact me. Um, and also, um, to connect with me with, um, any kind of social media or even directly by email is available on my website. And of course the sequel will be um, updated and kept, you know, people will be able to follow through and see what's going on with that and, and when it's going to be released, all that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I want to thank you very much, JG and JD, for being with us. Thank and you. we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so very much. Bye. Thank you for watching the Indie Beacon shows produced by B. Allen Bourgeois for the Authors Marketing Guild LLC, copyright 2021. Voiceover by Randy James and B. Allen Bourgeois. If you would like to be a sponsor of this show, please reach out to us at info at authorsmarketingguild.com. If you'd like to be on the show, please complete the form at radio.authorsmarketingguild.com. Music is always rejoiced by Rambord of Ukraine. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.